and gentlemen, this is Corey Clark, a.k.a. Poltergeist OD. Uh, so thank you so much for uh, uh, for taking the time to, to jump on. I know we've been uh, working quite a bit to get this going. It's been a, we have. A lot of messages back and forth on Slasher, um, uh, you know, but I was very happy. And uh, and, and also, too, I'm going to gush a little bit, like, real quick, man. Um, I'm a fan. Like there is no, there is no doubt about it. Like I, I found when I found you on Slasher, I started going on YouTube, and and I absolutely fell in love with your stuff. Um, uh, you know, I'm a huge. Um, these gentlemen have varying degrees of musical prowess. I have a huge eclectic um, uh, influence, and um, and you're probably the only YouTube-oriented songwriter that I will play in my car. And have the windows down, no joke. Um, Damn, I, that's I, awesome to hear, man. I, Thank I played you. you on, like especially like the the Michael Myers track, the Halloween track. Oh, I fuck yeah, played that. that's the one that started it all. Uh, I know, man. And then um, uh, and it was it's 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 fun to you know to actually do that. And I'm like, I was really excited to get this interview, uh, you know, interview going. So so again, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, my so um so I think um uh, so Brent and I usually go through a series of different questions, and um and I think a good place to start though is I, I found it interesting. Um, obviously I'm a I am a big rap fan. I have been a fan for a long time. Um, unfortunately my rap fandom kind of ended in 2003. Um, that's when I left the community. Fair <laughs> I enough. Like, I, I gotta get out of here. The, I understand um, that. Um, uh, so, um, uh, but, um, but I think so, and you kind of have an interesting kind of, uh, you know, niche or niche or whatever you want to say, where you mix, you know, horror, which is obviously, you know, very important to us. You can tell by the posters. Um, by the way, we do have a, a nice, uh, Mars attacks, um, a guy way up in the back there. Uh, we made sure it was up just for you. Oh, uh, yeah. the, um, uh, so, and then, so I'm very curious, you know, what were some of your early, um, you know, rap influences, and then when did horror come into your life? And then, like, kind of when did you decide to mix that? Because that's not, that's what I'm the most curious about is, you know, when did these two paths in your life converge? And when did you decide that I want to mix these two things together? All right. Well, um, I honestly didn't even really like rap until like a few years ago. I was hanging out with the guys in OD. I was mostly like a deathcore fucking grindcore kid. Like, hell That's, yeah. That would be Zach over there. He'll talk if to you. If it's not fucking brutal, I don't want to hear it, right? Like, so I was that kid growing up playing guitar yeah. and shit. I met OD in high school. They were always rapping. I was always making fun of them. Like, fuck, rap sucks. And uh, <laughs> just as a joke one night, I was drunk as hell. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a verse. And... They were like, that was actually pretty dope, man. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to keep doing this. And I fell in love with the genre right away. Like, I heard Brother Lynch hung. I heard, like, Tech 9 Jaron Benton, Childish Gambino, those guys. And I was just like, hell yeah, man. I, I can see myself doing this. And we started to get a couple shows going, started to get some traction here in Edmonton. And I flew out to L.A. to compete for Mission Underground in, like, 2015. It's been pretty uphill since then, and I just fucking, I've always been a horror fan. I've always collected DVDs, Blu-rays. I got like 4,000 movies or some shit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just two things I love, just making it work. That's 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 fantastic. That's, so That's fucking awesome. I got drunk one night and just fucking, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. Just talk. Yeah, they were just like, hey, that was actually pretty dope. I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll try it out. 
the um, all the all the musical influences in my life always have that like, hey, can you do that again? You know, type thing. Like, oh, wait a minute, that was actually pretty good. Let's 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 yeah. see if you can do that magic trick again. The um, uh, you know, that's that's actually that's awesome. So I so imagine so. Uh, what's your earliest memory with horror though? Because obviously there's a huge marriage between what's going on with your music. So I'm very curious about you know when did you know, horror become, you know, a thing in your life and um, uh, because the influences are everywhere in your music. It is your music at the end of the day. So I'm very curious about when did that become, you know, a, a very important part of your life. We all have our own, you know, stories about how that happened, but I'm very Everybody's curious. Everybody's got course. that story. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, uh, I was like six years old and my dad showed me it. So I was pretty young. Probably too young, but uh, I wasn't scared at all. Like, I never had a fear of clowns or anything. I was just like, I want to see more of this. So he was like, all right, child's play. We watched The Thing. We watched Aliens. It was my dad. He just got me right into it. I I guess I was a brave kid. That's uh, Zach, you had a similar you had a similar. I was going to say, uh, for the history. record, you're never too young to get into horror. I started at, like, age two. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, me and my mom have been so me and my mom have been watching horror movies since forever, and me and my grandfather watched action movies. So, yeah, mom, Freddy, Jason, Pinhead, all that. Grandfather, Stallone, and uh, Schwarzenegger. Nice. All that matters is here we are. The, yep, uh, that is exact. That is exactly what it is. So you you know you said earlier that that how the the Halloween one started at all. Was that the first one that you did, or is that the first one you wrote? I was curious about what you meant by that. Uh, well. I mean, I was rapping with Obscene Division, and I did some solo shit as Poltergeist. Uh, just general rap. I didn't really, like, have a style. It was always, like, dark and horrorcore, but uh, this dude hit me up and wanted to do a fan-made um, documentary on Halloween. And he was like, I really like your style. Do you think you could write, like, a rap song about Halloween, about Michael Myers? So I was like, hell yeah, man. I, I'll, try, I'll try it out. And I got my guy to make the beat. Got it back right away. I smoked a joint and wrote it in 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It just came to me. I was like, this is this is easy to me. Like, this is what I love to do. And I just I was like, okay, this is my style now. Nice, nice. The um, so you know what I I and I just just to get a little bit of you know history background. Um, you said that you know it sounds like there's a couple different people that are involved in the YouTube channel itself. You know, you know, there's this, there are there separate people that are involved in this. There's people who make the beats. How does the process work? You know, for what we see on you know on the YouTube channel, who else is involved? Because I know that there are other. You know, I've listened to several of your songs now, and I know that there are other rappers that do come on. So you know, or is or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that is all entirely you. The voices sound a little different in some of the beats. So I'm very curious if there's other people involved who writes the beats. You know, what's the team look like and how did that all get going and get started? Well, I get most of my beats from Squib and Mock Beats. Uh, Mock Beats is in Amsterdam. Squib is in the States. Oh, fuck. I forget which state he is. But <laughs> shout out Squib. I'm sorry, bro. And one of those. One of those. Yeah, they'll like – Squib will be like, yo, do you want to do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre song? I was like, I was like hell yeah. He's like – Here's a beat. I already made it. And he's got like quotes from the movie in it and everything like that. So I was like, okay, I guess I got to watch these movies again. So I'll watch the movies and I'll write down all my favorite parts, my favorite quotes, scenes that I think would sound cool in a rap song, shit like that. And I just have like these, 
random notes for days and days and I just try to make rhymes and sentences here and there and piece it all together like a puzzle. Then I send it off to Christian Ari at NBF Studios here in Edmonton and he mixes and masters everything, sends it back to me. If I approve, then I get working on the video and then I got to watch all the movies again. I got to cut up all my favorite scenes, any references I might have made. Cut that all together, try to make it work with the song, and then comes the lyrics. I gotta write all the lyrics out and make sure they all match to when I'm saying it. Timing is crucial, and it, yeah, it's it's a painstaking process, but I actually fucking love doing it. It's, I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know, I, I mean... Trust me, we're all, you know, Midwest Horror Network is not only, you know, the typical YouTube interview and everything else. We're also an open and active studio. So we make short films and we have series. So we we know all about a painstaking work, don't we, guys? Oh, yeah. yeah that's nothing like uh, nothing like watching the same scene or hearing the same thing over and over and over for like an hour. Oh yeah, <laughs> more in our case. The um, it's more you know, and then also Zach's our re resident editor, so he gets to hear all of our stuff uh, over and over again to the point where he doesn't want to hear our voices anymore. Um, uh, you don't want any part of silent us. time, everybody. <laughs> no, it's it's him going to play PlayStation, you know, play, and go kill something or so. I don't know. The um, uh, so. Um, so I'm so I know Brandon has a few a uh, few questions in this, but I want to tell you a quick like uh, a funny story. And this is before I met you. Um, uh, we watched Goosebumps, uh, Goosebumps episodes um, as fun to decompress from the day. And the, uh, is it right here? Can you see it? Oh my God, that's oh, awesome. Shit. That is yeah. fantastic. Or, uh, Hurt like a bitch, totally worth it. Goosebumps G tattooed on his neck. That is it's the, awesome. That is fantastic. He's really like, you know, the, you're really representing uh, kids uh, Canadian television right there. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, So, you know, we, and obviously we have all kinds of fun things to say, you know, um, uh, you know, we, uh, <laughs> a lot of smoke machines in those episodes, uh, a lot of dry ice, uh, the amount of dry ice that was, the budget for dry ice must have been ridiculous on most of those episodes. I wonder what it was. <laughs> I do too. A like, quarter of the budget, I would imagine. It, exactly. There's got to be some guy I can call, right? <laughs> you with the dry ice guy? <laughs> I, I imagine. We we have to imagine. The, there's a you know, yeah, it's called dry ice guy. Um, I, the uh, um, uh, <laughs> I'll check the credits. The uh, please, please, please do. Um, I mean, I, re I remember watching an episode. Um, uh, we were all silent. Was watching. I think it was like a camp. No, you know, camp. Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Welcome to Camp Nightmare. And I was, and, and it was all silent. And there was a huge amount of smoke coming off of the roof or something. I was like, Do you think that like the director came on set and he's like, 15 more smoke machines, otherwise I walk. They've got to bring in another power source. <laughs> this is the, the weirdest thing because like the smoke is obviously just coming off of the roof and falling down the ground. It was the weirdest looking thing. It, Beautiful. It's, it's it, oh it it is we have we have very fun things you know the, the finest in in nineties kids Canadian television um, along with are you afraid of the dark um uh, the uh, so and the funny thing is we used to make um you know jokes you know about rapping the intro because it has that beat already to it and I used to make you know like rap jokes I used to like do a you know a scratch sound uh, you know during everything we would just laugh and everything else and then. I couldn't, you know, believe it when I found your channel and found two separate videos of you rapping about goosebumps. Which is we're thinking about making a third. There's a lot more books. Please, please do. I will absolutely enjoy it. So, um, I know it kind of goes into yeah. what I was going to talk about with you. Um, 
yeah, so I really like both the Goosebumps videos, both songs. Um, there's like a whole uh, like four year difference in between them. So I think it's awesome that you had the original one. Then it looks like you did a re-upload of that original one. And then a few months later, you had the sequel song, essentially. So, and of course, you showed us the tattoo on your neck. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess you're kind of a casual Goosebumps fan. <laughs> you guys mentioned Welcome to Camp Nightmare. I fucking watched that episode yesterday. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And what, what really struck me is... Like a lot of times when I talk to somebody about Goosebumps, it's the conversation is always about the show or that original run of 62, 63 books, whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But you were referencing like the Goosebumps 2000, the Tales to Give You Goosebumps, the Choose Your Own Adventure books were mentioned yeah, in there. Yeah. Like you uh, hit like the entire, I think I even saw some of the modern age Goosebumps books mentioned in in those songs so it's you hit the whole spectrum oh, of yeah. goosebumps so it's is there a reason for that like do you just love goosebumps as a whole that much have you kept up with the series throughout uh, I, years i haven't yeah. like <laughs> kept up with the books personally but uh i mean like if i see them anywhere i'm gonna buy them um but uh I'll be honest, I looked up a huge list of all the titles. We wrote them all down, cut them up into little pieces of paper, put them in a bag, and we drew them. And we're like, that's how we're going to write our verses. <laughs> <laughs> this so is completely random. Yeah. yeah. You heard it here, folks. There's no there's no finite you know, decision process. Just whatever comes up, pat. Sometimes yeah. the fuck it way of doing things is the best way of doing things. The universe is chaos. Yeah. It's my favorite way of doing things. <laughs> That's, that's fantastic. You know what, though? Did, I mean, did you watch? I mean, I, I'm sure that that had, uh, you know, obviously you, know, you type it up, you know, all this stuff and put it in a hat is great. But did you have, you know, uh, was that a big thing growing up? Did you? I mean, I know for us it was a it was a big thing, you know, that and Are You Friend of the Dark. So I'm curious if that was a big thing uh, growing up for you uh, was reading the Goosebumps and watching the show or, you know, anything like that. Oh, I still have a huge shelf of Goosebumps books. I still have a huge DVD collection. I don't have everything, obviously, because there's so fucking much. There's some guys who just, like, covered their house in Goosebumps stuff, and I love it. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, growing up, man, I was that Are You Afraid of the Dark and Dragon Ball Z ran my life. That was it for me. The uh, two two scary stories in an anime. Gotta uh, yeah. Gotta love that. The um, so I, you know what though, I, I'm I'm curious though, like um, uh, you know, what are some of your favorite episodes from the from those uh, from Goosebumps? And are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Is easy. It's a tale of the the dark music. I love that one. Tales of the dark. I don't even remember. I recognize that one. the title, but the plot's not coming to me. Yeah, what was that about? Uh, fuck. Wait, was that the one or was it hang on hang on hang on laughing in the dark was the one where they go down into the cellar and there's the door that opens and there's like a circus in there and a skeleton pops out oh the laughing in the dark or oh man it's when a kid steals the the, the nose the nose of no. the clown that was the dark music tale of the laughing in the dark was zebo the clown yeah e oh yeah Ebo the right. clown. so yeah it was the tale of the dark music 
the uh, that's 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 he's fair. got like he's got like a radio in the cellar, and whenever he puts it on, this cellar door opens and like the skeleton pops out. I don't know. I just I remember that scene. That's that's all. Awesome. What about Goosebumps? Which Goosebumps? I saw Zebo the Clown pop up in something else recently. Really? I can't remember what I was watching, but it was like there's like this whole gang of like monsters or clowns or something. I'm just like, oh, that's Zebo the Clown. So it's, nice. I guess they rented the clown from the same prop house. I can't remember if it was something I was, if I was watching on streaming or, actually, I think I know what it was. I was watching Erie, Indiana. Oh, okay. Another, yeah, that was another yeah, Canadian I'm show, like right? 90% sure that that's what I was watching, but yeah, it's whatever I was watching. They probably rented the clown at the same prop house. The uh, Yeah, y'all share a lot of stuff, man. You know, like a lot of the same cast members are run. Goosebumps to run. Are You Afraid of the Dark as well. They trade it off all the time. I noticed that too. Like, uh, obviously, because I had to do the videos and stuff, I had to re-watch all these episodes. And yeah, I did notice a lot of crossover actors. Like, uh, oh, Ryan Gosling is one of them. Yeah, the, yeah. One of the big ones. Wasn't Jay Baruchel in both shows? I I know he was in. I know he was pin, in Art of the Dark. The I'm pretty yeah, sure he was in was the pinball episode. I'm pretty sure Hayden Christian was in both as well. Okay. The um, uh, dear old Anakin Skywalker. Um, uh, the uh, yeah, I think he was in both the um, and actually um, and, and uh, Ryan Gosling was in the episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark with Gilbert Godfrey. Hell yeah. Oh, it, dude, it was dude, that was what the station. I don't remember yeah, the it was number. Station. Okay, so so like it was all like literally it was two brothers, and one of the brothers was obsessed with death. Um, that it was the same kid that played the the really gross nerdy kid on Lizzie McGuire. Um, uh, and uh, and he was like obsessed with death. He was like goth and everything else, and he actually ended up in the back of a hearse, and he ended up switching with the dead body, and then he ended up in like a facility. Like this, like purgatory area, like a waiting area. Yeah, and Gilbert Godfrey was like dressed as like a maitre d from an old movie theater, like taking tickets. That's good stuff. That's the juice. Death. The um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the the um, and that's and uh, like I I I remember watching like watching it now, and I was like, I'm pretty sure if you hear Gilbert Godfrey all the time, pretty sure that's hell, not purgatory. I don't know, man. I fucking love it. It could be worse. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it could. I do too, because it's fucking hilarious. The, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but yeah, and he, Ryan Gosling was in that, and I think that was also. I think they also filmed Young Her- Hercules <clears throat> up up in Canada as well. Nice. So he had he had a whole gauntlet of all of all like you know low budget Canadian television. I'm pretty proud of my city, Edmonton, for uh, Santa's sleigh. <laughs> Santa's sleigh. Never even heard of that. Oh my God, you guys! <laughs> Watch Santa's sleigh. S L A Y. Yeah, it's Goldberg. <laughs> okay, so Brandon knows something we don't. Brandon knows something we. All right, come on. All right, but now we gotta know. Well, what's going on? Goldberg plays Santa, and he like lost. <laughs> he lost a curling bet with God or something like that to serve for a thousand years but now that that bet's over he's like fuck humanity and he comes to edmonton and I, just starts killing people and destroying. i do remember that i remember that hold up hold up so it's goldberg yes, yeah. yes, yes. the goldberg as santa's yes. killing people yes oh yes. yeah 
Oh yeah, and there's a there's a ton of awesome one-liners. There's a ton of violence. It like starts with him just busting through a chimney during a family dinner. The I rem and I actually remember watching this as a kid. I watched like one scene where the kids were running away from him and they were hiding in like a garage uh, while he was coming down the the, the alleyway. I'm like, holy shit, that's Goldberg. Yeah. They, uh, this well, sounds awesome. The last time I saw him in, in anything was in Ready to Rumble, um, uh, the uh, which these guys have not seen. And if you haven't seen Ready to Rumble, I highly recommend it. It's an it's amazing wrestling movie. The, I'll write it down. Uh, the uh, yeah, it's awesome. If you're a fan of wrestling, you'll laugh your ass off. It is such a a make fun of wrestling movie. I highly recommend it. But now we have to watch it um, because it's horror oriented. I just sent Zach the Amazon link for the DVD. The, so. uh, yeah, that's happening. That is awesome. That is definitely happening. The um, that, that's actually uh, really cool. So with Goosebumps, what were some of your favorite episodes from there? Um, Scarecrow walks at midnight is a classic. Just watch that. Um, Defined recently. The oh god, yeah, that's true. <laughs> One of the more recent episodes on our list. That doesn't mean we watched it recently, though. The uh, time is eternal in 2020. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going through the dreaded season three right now. Our last one we watched was an old story. It was oh, no okay, yeah. It's bad. The uh, I mean, some of the stuff is bad. You know, I miss, uh, and now I'm starting to miss, like, some of the hilariously bad ones, like the blob that, or Monster Blood. Um, uh, the, like, part one where it's in a town, but then part two, it's on a uh, 70s. On a plane? plane. Yeah, it's on a 70. Amazing. The uh, the like, okay, so here's the only thing that still bothers me from that episode is the kid crawling through the overhead compartments and he goes all the way to the other end. And I'm like, they don't go all the way to the other end. I've been on a lot of planes in my life. I, I have been on a Hollywood plane. <laughs> the uh, and, they're and, different. And, the um, uh, and then Brandon always comes with, well, a story, a movie needs to happen. They are. You gotta put something in the show. <laughs> something has to happen. But the the uh, biggest problem with that episode was the fucking space between the seats was way too big. I'm just like, there's no fucking room on a goddamn plane like that. Get out of here. The only uh, thing about editing, uh, during when I was editing that video, the Goosebumps one, the scene in My Harriest Adventure when the dog is sitting on the porch, and then in the intro, its eyes turn yellow. Yeah. yeah. If, if you look behind the dog, behind the fence, there's somebody walking down the road. And yeah. to, to make that effect happen, they, like, pause in the middle of the road. It's like a freeze <laughs> frame, and then the dog's eyes turn. Because yeah, they I didn't have motion tracking back then. I They're can't just like, freeze the frame, freeze the frame! Yeah. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was probably fairly early on that... Because we're watching on, like, a 55-inch screen... And just one episode is out of nowhere. Because, you know, the intro is the intro. We're not really paying attention to it. We all know it. We all love it. But just for some reason, my eyes happen to catch that exact phenomenon that you just described. And we had to, we must have rewound and watched that thing like 50 times before we actually got to the episode. Because we just couldn't believe it. The, you know, the, the amount of, you know, amount of stuff that you'll catch in the background and, and all the other, you know, plots and everything. Else. I mean, don't, you know, the funny thing is, though, you know, you talk to anybody that's our, I'm assuming, you know, that you're, you know, closer to our age, you know, that's a fan of horror. You know, I don't know a single person that's in that community who wasn't in some way 
you know, had an influence from Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's it, it's it's damn near impossible for anybody that was a 90s kid not to have been a horror fan now and then not be touched by Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark in some way. It's just, it's were, damn near impossible. They were just the catalyst for our age. Like, yes. We were, we were probably all bound to get into horror anyway, but, like, I mean, when you're a kid and you're not allowed to watch horror movies, quote, unquote, um... <laughs> I mean, that's what we had, right? So it felt like you're getting away with something. I mean, you know, I remember yeah. I was I was watching uh, Chris Stuckman, and he was talking about he was reviewing Are You Afraid of the Dark, and and he said, you know, it felt like you're getting away with something. And I mean, even in you know, I even go back and watch some of the old Nickelodeon you know shows, not just Are You Afraid of the Dark and everything else, and I go, wow, you re they really got away with some of the stuff. I mean, I remember an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark where. Um, where they're in a library and the old librarian is stealing the kids' voices and then locking them in a the room. The Quiet Librarian. The Quiet is that what it was called? The Quiet. Yeah. I never remember the title. The, um, the Tale uh, yeah. of the Quiet Librarian. I actually. Uh, okay, I'll just announce this here. Uh, we're making an "Are You Afraid of the Dark" song. So very nice. Yeah, and I have a line about the Quiet Librarian in it, so that's how I. Uh, so I'm not like I'm not like an Are You Afraid of the Dark freak, but uh, I'm, okay, I'm a freak. <laughs> the um, uh, well, you, you you do have a Goosebumps tattoo, my friend. So there is yeah. that. You said the well, uh, bit of a nerd. No, no, you're in good company. You're in complete good company. You should, you know what? If um, uh, you know, you should right down that hall. There's about four or five bookcases of movies that are all Brandon's. Um, I'd uh, say about eighty percent horror, maybe eighty percent horror, and and I mean like legitimate bookcases uh, that are there, just filled with movies. He even includes the all-time classic Chud Two. <laughs> oh, I have Chud Two, <laughs> 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 and you know what? That song, that but the Chud, I I love hearing it. Oh, I don't no, know what it is. It's God. so bad. The, uh, I'm glad I met another fan. The uh, <laughs> When, and Brandon is, is, is wants to say a lot of things. I can feel, I can feel it behind him. He's just like, you know what? I can hear those things. <laughs> the uh, he's been trying to give away that DVD for like years. Nobody will take. Nobody will take it or Blu-ray. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, that gets a Blu-ray. But we have so many other movies that don't. Um, he's been trying to give it away. It's like it's like the mask with Jim Carrey, like where he throws it out the window, but then it comes boomerangs back and lands on. It. Like that's what it's he like, does with that DVD. It's the curse of Bud. The uh, <laughs> every time he, every time it disappears, it's just like I finally got rid of it. The um, nope. Uh, um, uh, and then um, also too, um, I had a nice little um, uh, birthday prank surprise that I did to Brandon recently. Um, see, um, I, see, Brandon is a is a Jeepers Creepers three denier. Um, he refuses to recognize that that movie existed. So what I did was I, I ordered Jeepers Creepers 3 on Blu-ray and Amazon, uh, from Amazon, and then I UPSed it to him with a sticky note that says, Happy birthday, buddy. Enjoy. <laughs> and then clutched it. <laughs> it was a gift, of course. Because I saw that movie in theaters, Jeepers Creepers 3, because it was an alleged one-night showing. And the moral of the story is... If they ever just do a one-night showing for a new release movie, there's a reason why. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. I, I've never seen an audience turn against a movie quite like the way I saw an audience turn against Jeepers Creepers three. 
and it was a sold out theater too. Um, like by by the halfway point, everybody in the theater was laughing and just tearing it to shreds. Um, you'd hear one person like the front of the front corner of the theater shout something, everybody would laugh, then somebody over here would shout something, everybody would laugh. Like nobody thought it was a good movie. Just um, barely paying attention. Yeah. And Ugh. I even told the guys just how bad it was. And nobody believed me just how bad it actually was. Like there was and? that where the creeper's van had those freaking, essentially, what are the red shells from Mario Kart where they'll hit you no matter what. He didn't believe me, but then he finally saw the movie, and what'd you discover? It was stupid. I was correct, wasn't I? It was I? stupid, but still. Um, but then, so when I saw it in the theater, I saw the movie by itself, just with the memories of the first two in my mind. And then when Mark for me, I'm just like, you know, this is, as much as I hate this movie, it is a gift, so I will watch it, but I'm going to watch it after I watch the first two. And I've got to say, in watching it, then watching the trilogy, going one, then two, then three, watching them all together, Jeepers Creepers 3 really is so much worse than I thought it was. <laughs> In context, it's even worse. It really is. And that sucks, too, because I love Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2. They're both great. Um, Usually it's the opposite. It's like, no, no, if you see the first one and the second one, like this one will make, no, not this yeah. one. It makes less sense. <laughs> Brandon has, you know what, though, I will say this, though. I'm not going to watch it. I mean, because it was, first of all, it was a hilarious um, birthday prank that I was able to pull on him, but I will never watch it. He is, he is, Brandon's had a, tremendous track record um, on what to recommend and what not to recommend. There's only one movie that I wholeheartedly disagree with him on. But besides that, he's had a pretty damn good track record of what is good and what is bad. You know, and, and two, after what after suffering through Maximum Overdrive, and he, and he, <laughs> he warned us, like, the, the trailer's amazing. He's like, he, but he warned us. He's like, it's like, do not watch this movie. It is awful. It, uh, it Once it reaches the little uh, truck stop, it falls off a cliff and it's boring to tears our um our other our other ep's wife literally fell asleep like halfway through the movie um it was that boring so when he says something's bad i'm i'm, I'm gonna take his word for it um uh, he only lost me on terror vision um uh, he hey, terror vision i that song no <laughs> Another one? These are the only two <laughs> hey, another one? that don't like that movie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, I don't care. He likes Chud too. Or Bud the Chud, at least. I'm fine hey, with that. I, I, I pretty much only love shit movies. Like, my favorite movies are like Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, uh, Greener no. Grass, um, uh, Birdemic, Birdemic, I love just... Low budget garbage. <laughs> Random question. Have you seen Santa Jaws by any chance? I tried to watch it, but my stream was just like not working that day. I, I gotta try it again, but I am interested. To. No? No. Even your streaming service said to stop playing. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't want to watch this. <laughs> it's actually like not even good bad. It's so disappointing. Like the bad parts that could be funny, bad it. All the funny sh bad shit is in like the first 15 minutes. After that, it's just like, 
All right, so this needs to be a feature, so let's just draw this out for as long as we can with useless bullshit. The, it, it, you know, it just it sucks, too, because with Brandon, like, the it, one of the first movies he really went to the paint about recommending was Night of the Creeps, which was fantastic. Um, if you have not seen Night of the Creeps, I... I, I, I own it. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> say the other. Not many real true horror fans that haven't seen that movie. Brandon, what do you say to people when we haven't seen Night of the so Creeps? So, whenever I meet somebody who has not seen Night of the Creeps, my immediate response is, well, I know what we're doing for the next 90 minutes. Zach <laughs> is a victim of that. Mark is a victim of that. There are more victims of that than are here right now. The um, And I was happy to be a victim. That was, And he earned so much good faith, and then his good faith just dropped off a cliff after Terror Vision. The uh, and everybody we meet, I know everyone. You're we, clearly in the minority. I, I'm Zach and I must be because every because it's it's like a nail in our in our coffins of our opinions on the movie because we meet so many people. Like, it's one of those things. Yeah, it, it sounds like two people need to give it a second chance <laughs> no. or a third. The, the um, fair yeah, Marcus you know on our side, okay. <laughs> Let me through. I'm gonna get something. Uh oh, he's oh, um, uh, he's gonna get something real quick. Nice. Or I, mean, I don't know. Favorite's probably a loose term, but we we did uh, society. Oh um, my god! I actually recently watched that movie for the first time. What, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the second episode of the Nightmares podcast. I go on a 15-minute rant. Maybe not 15, but like a solid 10-minute rant about that. Because the first time I ever saw that movie, I didn't see the whole movie. I saw the the, the last whole... So you were like, ah, oh, it's boring. The, um, uh, you know, the second time I actually enjoyed it even more because it had more context. But like I, I just went on a fucking rant because Brandon was researching... Uh, the topic we were doing was body horror. And, and, and I just happened to walk in... It's, it's like it's probably the strangest thing I've ever walked into in this apartment. Um, uh, the uh, which is saying something, which is saying something. <laughs> the uh, it's just it's like, what the fuck are you watching, dude? The um, uh, it, it was it was something, it was, it was definitely something. The uh, so that you just watched that movie for the first time, yeah, like three four months ago. I was like, a lot of people recommending this, I see it all over Instagram, slasher, and everything like that. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. First half of the movie, I was like, oh, fuck, is it just going to be like this? Because, like, I knew everybody was saying that it's, like, an intense, brutal movie to watch. So, like, the last 20 minutes is just worth it. It's (laughs) – I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, an hour and a half of build-up will we'll do that to you. The um, uh, It was quite – I want to – I've told the guys I want to remix that with, with, like, 80s music. Um, I want to take the soundtrack from Final Girls and put it in um, into that movie. And you know, I, I, like when they were driving off into the sunrise, I'm like, I'm like, this is just such a missed opportunity for uh, "Cruel Summer" by uh, Bangarenga um, to be playing. Bananarama or Bananarama or whatever the hell the name of that. It's I fucking love that song, dude. The, uh, oh, it's a great <laughs> song. The um, uh, the uh, just be perfect for that. So I know Brandon had a few more questions though about a couple different ones. Um, yeah, we pretty much covered a lot of the bases here. Um, before we start, you mentioned that you have a screen track coming out pretty soon. Uh, is there anything you have to say about that for us to look forward to? Uh, well, like everything's ready to go. I'm just waiting on a local dubstep artist called Diametic to do a remix of it. 
because like I have this whole plan, this 20 day plan where I'm going to promote the fuck out of it and just try to get the most out of it and see where that goes and try to build from there and, you know, just try to make the most out of every single instead of just dropping it and saying, here, check this out. Nice, nice, right. nice. And I, I'm just curious, uh, do you get as meta in the song as the movie does? Very much so. Oh, this pleases me. This, this pleases me even there's, more. Okay, there's a part where I even reference, you know, in a scary movie where they go like, what? Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. I, oh, man, I love it. Um, uh, you know, I, I love Scream. Hey, Brandon likes Scream. Zach hates Scream. The um uh, <laughs> the uh, except Scream Three. Oh, Scream Three is fucking hilarious. They, it, oh. Scream Three is my favorite. There, there you go. go. Oh, God, it is. It's such a fucking train wreck. It's <laughs> awesome. It is. It's, it's such a train wreck. They <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking reading the fat. What does it say? What does the fat say? <laughs> the uh, those who survive who can smell the gas and blows up you know half of the, the hills in Hollywood. The um, because uh, reasons the um, amazing because uh, it's funny. It's oh my god! It's it's the mo it's one of those unintended comedies that I just I I love so much. The um and a fantastic cameo from Carrie Fisher, which I also did love. The um and Jane Silent Bob and Jane Silent Bob, which which was a whole other you know thing with him and what you know them and Wes oh, Craven. Right, there was that fucking scene. Okay, yeah. The um uh, and then Wes Craven had a cameo in, in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, so they kind of did a little bit of back and back and forth on them. They got really super meta. It got all the way down to the point where Randy, you know, showed up with you know in, in a videotape that he filmed right before he got killed. Conveniently. The, conveniently. Yeah, explaining the rules of a trilogy. <laughs> Could be fucking Reservoir Dogs before this is all over, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you die. <laughs> And everybody in the audience is like, oh, thanks. I haven't fucking seen Reservoir Dogs yet. Thank you. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I don't even see that shit yet. The, um, so um, so I, the, um, I, I'm, very, I'm curious, though, too. You know, um, I think you kind of explored a little bit before, but I'm curious about you know, what you decide is next um, uh, you know, for the different projects. Do you just do it the same way that you do lyrics? You just pull shit out of a hat and you know, whatever comes out, um, you decide to do? Or is it more about you know, what I'm watching out on TV or you know, what, you know, inspires me on that day. I'm very curious about how you choose what the next thing is going to be. Lately, I've been going by requests. Like, like I share my music a lot and I network and I'm always talking to people. So like, everybody's always like, oh, hey, it would be cool if you did this. It'd be cool if you did this. So I pretty much just, yeah, anybody makes a recommendation. No, don't do one for Terrorvision. Do one for Chud 2, please. The, uh, a I Chud 2 track? Yes. yes. Right. <laughs> just Jeez. like not Chud, but just Chud too. Where just I'm Bud. Chud too. All right, I'll, I'll one up. A Chud two Terror Vision mashup. No, don't do that. Just do Chud two. It'll be. So <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> the uh, I don't know how I feel about that. The uh, I think I, I don't know if Zach had a question or if that's what he had a request for 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 doing Chud. Oh, two. that's my request, Chud two. I would I'd play that on repeat throughout the house, just to annoy the shit out of him. him. Just for you, I'm going to watch Chud 2 tonight, and I'll make some notes. When? <laughs> <laughs> and then Brandon's, uh, you know, ability, will to live is slowly fading from it. <laughs> My will to live has been gone for a very long time. Oh, shit. The, um, uh, so I know, um, uh, and I know Brandon has a few questions on a couple of the different ones. 
uh, a couple of different reps. Um, but, you know, I, I'm curious, though, about – because obviously um, – so what made you want to do Mars Attacks? Um, uh, you know, I, I, it, that's the funny thing is we talked about it recently on, like, a couple different podcasts. It's not necessarily horror, but it always seems to end up at horror conventions and, you know, other play. Obviously, you get, you know, like I said before, we get the mask up there. So I'm curious, you know, are you just a fan of the movie? A huge fan of the movie. I saw it when it came out. What was it, like 1997, 96, something like that? Yeah. So, so yeah, I was pretty young when I saw it, and I, I loved it. I was like, I was always a big Mars Attacks fan. Um, I got not a huge collection, but I got quite a bit of Mars Attacks stuff in my house. And I don't know, man, like uh, nobody even asked me to do it. I was like, fuck it. I'm just doing this for me, and people like it, so... The um, uh, you know that's that's kind of cool, man. Kind of do things just for you rather than you know rather than doing it for the you know yeah. the requests. So I'm, like I'm, I didn't I didn't expect a lot of clout from my Phantasm song, but then Dread Central like wrote an article about it and everything. I was like, okay, cool. Nice. Really? What what, what yeah. do you? Have, I didn't get a chance to read the article. What did he have to say? Just like, hey, this Canadian rapper is uh, you know, given uh given his homage to phantasm and you know i can't quote the article because i'm a stoner but yeah. it was it was awesome man like I, I woke up this morning or not this morning but one morning and i just like i saw a bunch of people tag me like dread central has an article about you i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> that's fucking awesome that is fucking yeah. awesome. the uh my you know um go ahead brent Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Um, the, uh, you know, when we ended up doing the, the Goosebumps podcast, we're going to have to call you up and ask you to, to do like a quick, you know, 20 second intro for us or something. The, Maybe uh, I'll have some bars for the third one to spit. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fantastic. The, uh, or, uh, you know, um, uh, the, I'm, I'm curious, man, do you, uh, are you able to freestyle whenever, whenever you want? Or, you know, are you very much, you know, like I got to follow, I got to build the lyrics and everything else. Do you do any kind of freestyling um, or any kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Halloween-oriented battle rap. I freestyle badly when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a lot of your rapping decisions involve alcohol. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm more of a writer, man. Like, uh, I tried to do the freestyling when I started, and it just, it's not my thing. I'm a writer. No, that's, I mean, that's totally fine. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's all about a personal preference about whatever you want to do. So the um, so I know I know Zach has you know um, has a lot of background with metal music and everything else. So the um, uh, you know Zach, you have any questions? Um, so for what what made you decide to do the Pumpkinhead one? Because that was out of all the ones I listened to, that one was my favorite because it felt like the darkest. And also well, Pumpkinhead's always been a personal favorite of mine. So that was one for me too like some of them i'm like uh like the michael one obviously was you know that documentary that fell through but i got a vibe for that then i was like okay i gotta do the tall man because i fucking love phantasm and then yeah i pretty much just pick the ones that i like and then like lately i've been taking lots of requests like a lot of people have been asking me to do one about killer clowns from outer space so i'm like in the middle of writing for that it's gonna be i'm gonna try to make it as ridiculous as the movie is please please do that yeah the uh that'll, that'll be fantastic um uh, you know I, i'm and also too man you know it's it's kind of interesting you have a very 
Um, uh, it's you have a very aggressive style that actually fits really well with horror. Like, you know, I think um, uh, you almost reminded me a little bit of, like, uh, DMX's timbre. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, just very hard-hitting and very aggressive. You know, do you think that, that um, uh, you know, that aggression is because of your history with metal music and, you know, being a huge fan of that and then bringing it over into the rap and then maybe a little bit of horror as well? Because, I mean, there's many different, many different styles of rap, you know. Um, you know, you have fast-paced, you have, you know, some of that mumble rap, you have some of the the classical, you know, beats, but you have some of them that are just very hard hitting and aggressive. So I'm very curious if, you know, of all these different influences, you know, what had more of an effect on that style or did you not even notice? That's, that's definitely the metal kid in me. Like I always wanted to be in a brutal death metal band or death core band or something like that. So when I get in front of a mic, I, I just like, I, I almost act like I'm in a metal band, you know, like I, I get into that zone that, that, fucking you know <laughs> i i just i just channel that part of me growing up where i had all that aggression like i wasn't like i'm not like a super angry person i just really like angry music the yeah that's probably why you're not really an angry angry person you get it all out in in the music probably yeah. like people hear my music and they probably think i'm fucking crazy but <laughs> i just want to chill and watch movies man the um uh, I, I think everybody that, that's a hardcore fan of of like deathcore and then like you know really big horror fans has has some kind of screw loose just a little bit just you know just just that one that one thing you know you know we like to watch horrible things happening to human beings and other creatures so there might be and most of the time we laugh when it happens oh absolutely the uh like my buddy comes over and he's like dude let's watch cannibal holocaust the movie's hilarious and i'm like what the fuck is wrong <laughs> <laughs> the um uh, yeah. I, I also like how in your own style you also don't lose the style of the movies you're referencing in your songs like you mentioned that you're going to be making the scream track meta you're going to be making the killer clowns matter space track as ridiculous as the movie. Um, but the one where I really noticed that was with New Batch, your Gremlin song, where you definitely had some humor in the lyrics. There was a lot of silliness, yeah. So I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I, I do try to match it. Like the Scream one, it starts like, Ghost face, no trace. Police won't chase. Those results you won't face. Catch your body, go cold case. And it's just like, the whole time, it's like, I'll cut you like a fucking fish and shit like that. It's just like, Really aggressive. I, I swear a lot. And I'm like, I'm trying to, I, I don't like try to match the voices of the killers or anything, but like I try to match their, the vibe, like the aggression of them or whatever. So like I, I'm doing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. I still have to watch. I watched the first and second. I got a bunch of notes from those. But that one, I'm not really sure how I want to take it because Leatherface kind of does have like a soft side that you see sometimes. So I want like a lot of insecurity in his voice sometimes, you know. Oh, that's that, well, that's interesting. interesting. It's interesting. Like, I, I, like you know, and, and the whole time, you know, um, uh, gotta if the Merkins ever go on tour, you need to open up for them. That'd be that'd be fucking. I'd be that'd be that'd be a show. Like I would go. To Everybody see asked me, they're like, "Why don't you do a feature with those guys?" I'm like, "Because uh, they're famous." <laughs> <laughs> Shit, the um, uh, it's something I look forward to every Halloween, and now I'm gonna look forward to a new track from you on on Halloween too. It's gonna be my my two parter um uh, of, of how it works. I'm always gonna uh, pair it up. That's kind of cool though. It's kind of cool that you that you respect 
the the movies that you're rapping about because you you understand the movies. You're not just approaching this from like you know like well I'm gonna rap a song and you know that's it. But you actually take the due diligence to to match the style of the movie. Um, you know I know and Brandon's you know, a huge fan of Gremlins too. Um, probably loves it more than the first one. So you know to have people come in and say hey I I can see it is pretty cool. The um uh, you know it's a nice it's a nice thing that you're respecting the movies. That I you know. actually didn't even know people noticed that as much as you guys did. So thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the unconscious man. You were doing it. You know you're doing it under the radar. Yeah, like I'm I'm kind of just like trying to play that character, right? Like uh, I want to do a pinhead one, and uh, yeah, he's got that like dark deep voice like this right so i i kind of want to like have something like that for the hook but i don't want to rap like that the whole time no no no, no. yeah the, the um uh, you know a few lines here and there you probably be fine you know mm. especially if you repeat one of the lines from the movie um uh, you know the um uh, that'll that'll work just fine uh, i know david will be excited when you eventually do a leprechaun one um by the, i fucking uh, love the leprechaun series <laughs> they, just, they, they get more ridiculous i i sat in a bar on St. Patrick's Day, and I was hanging out with my girlfriend's friends, and uh, Leprechaun in the Hood was on, um, and I and I could, the hood come to do no. Dude, I, could not, <laughs> I could not stop watching it. It was the most beautiful car wreck I've ever seen. Um, I could not keep my eyes. I stayed at the bar the whole time. They were all playing darts and shit. And my and my girlfriend was like, "Are you gonna come over and like hang out with us?" I'm like, "No, Leprechaun in the Hood's on." Dude, the fact. The fact that that movie got its own sequel blows my mind. <laughs> it gives me hope for humanity. <laughs> the um, uh, it, it it does it does make me happy. The um, and it's kind of cool, man. Like you know, uh, you get a an opportunity because horror is so vast. The um, and you get an opportunity to to touch so many different you know genres of horror, man. You got a lot of. Um, you know, I'm very much looking forward to you know what what comes next. You know, I got a lot of work to do. They, uh, I'm, you know, we all do. We, you know, we, we all do, you know, because nobody else is going to do this work for us. So, you know, we got to, you know, we got to keep trucking along. But it's kind of cool, man, because you got a lot of, a lot of road. You have way more road ahead of you than you have behind you, man. The, um, exactly. Uh, it's not the, like I'm going to run out of movies. No, God, no. The, no, not in this industry. The, um, that, it, and, and, or genre. And if you're saying. ever, if you ever having a problem, just call one of us. We'll, 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 we'll put a DVD in, in front. Oh, my God. Oh, I. I just thought about that too. Um, uh, we should send them the we should send them the DVD for fucking Teacher's Day. We don't have that anymore. The, uh, the where do you even find another copy? I don't know. We'll, have, we'll have to get it from one of our friends. Okay, so there's this. So uh, we host a um, a New Year's Eve party um, every year. Well, I think we're gonna have a smaller one this year, unfortunately. But the um, uh, but we do it as a um, as a thank you to all the people that are involved with the productions and help out the the company. It's basically a thank you to our film crews. Correct. Um, and uh, we came up with the idea of having like a, a bloody elephant gift uh, party. So we give it gifts gifts to everybody. And we were at the, a bunch of the cons, and they have like those DVD um, tables with a bunch of like dollar movies or whatever the case may be is and i picked up one that was called like teacher's day teacher's day uh, and you can tell that the cover was printed out on a home printer um the disc i think was a dvdr which is like one of those standard white labels with the title written on it with a sharpie so it's not even an official dvd that is marketing the <laughs> the um uh, so and we we watched this movie and god it was it hilariously awful 
imagine a like um a, a, a like a sex driven horror movie with no nudity in it and or then, blood or blood and then you get this movie um uh, and it turns okay. out soft core yeah it, like, uh, that's the, an understatement the, the softest of core uh um, <laughs> It was really awkward to watch because it's like you're saying to yourself, I know what movie they're trying to make, but they're not committing to it. it nope. Have you guys seen The Killer Eye? No. Yeah. No, I, I haven't. I haven't, I haven't done that yet. Okay, that's, that's how I felt about that movie. It's literally just a giant eyeball that goes around molesting women. <laughs> like, and there's like... Which There's like 20 minute long uncomfortable scenes of like a girl moaning because her nipples are being rubbed by this cornea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. The, uh, you, you know the guy who made the eye was really proud of his craftsmanship. Yeah. And he got to see his creation do things that he never would have imagined. It, it makes me like think about like me watching like only five minutes of Thanksgiving. I was so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I tried I, to put on poultry geist at a party, and yeah, it got vetoed pretty quick. Yeah, the um, uh, <laughs> I like, see that. I, I was I like joke with everybody. I'm like even like with thanks killing, even the most actual real misogynistic dude would be uncomfortable with that movie. The uh, that that's a that's a fuck movie. But anyway, so at the end of this teacher's pet, it turns out that this movie was entirely dedicated as a promotional tool to further this guy's rap career. And he rapped about bananas. All right. Like exclusively just about bananas. Yes, yes. Exclusively about bananas. That had and the weird thing is it felt like one of those like kids rap. Songs. I'm really interested. Like, <laughs> the, um, like nothing made perfect sense. I'm the, the horror uh, guy. He's the banana guy. Makes sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> Either way, we were all super confused by the end of it. It's just like, what the fuck did we just watch the oh um, my well i mean like you have like a lot of options like there's only so much you can rap about a banana the um i mean i don't know i, I i've never really given it that much thought since then i suppose you could but i, think I bet he would have like a whole discussion with you about why he does it <laughs> I'm just, curious. i fucking love bananas <laughs> the uh the bananas are fucking amazing like, oh my god the um, uh, it just it, oh, it was it was just fucking priceless. The um, uh, so um, so I'm you know what though? Here's I'm I'm curious. The um, is there any movie that you that you won't do? Uh, you know, I for whatever do, any horror movie, like I don't like, like it. Like well, no. I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna do something that I don't like or that I wouldn't enjoy or find some kind of entertainment value in. Um. I'm not sure. I, the movies that I generally don't like, I probably couldn't see myself even making a song, like a character type song about, you know, like I hated Mother. I know a lot of people loved it, but I hated that movie. But it's like, how could you even really write a rap about that anyway? That was uh, that was the one that with, familiar. with uh, oh my, that's Jennifer with the, Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer oh, Lawrence. Right. oh, that one. The, yeah, I didn't care for that one at all. Was that 824? No, you would think it's A24, but it's not A24. The, uh, the, Zach has Actually, a, hang on. What is your thought on A24 movies? Zach, God. No. <laughs> the, Zach has a deep hatred of A24. The, um, I, don't take it personally. It's not you. It's, it's, it's them. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> well, um, easier question. Would you ever rap about an A24 movie? 
I don't think there's much there. Like, you know, it's not really, you know. Uh, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to, like, really think about it. The, uh, there's yeah. nothing to rap about. Nothing happens in those movies. The um, He gets a little bit of emotional therapy out and, and everything else. So, you know, what's uh, what's another, like, uh, so let me ask you a question. Besides Mother, what's, like, your least favorite horror movie? Um, uh, I was, like, hearing this just because there's, like, sometimes you get something, like, that everybody loves that that you just hate besides and obviously the mother was very you know was somebody that you know they a lot of people liked it but you know you didn't so i'm curious yeah. is there anything i that mean you don't I like wasn't, do? i wasn't a fan of uh it follows i know everyone seemed to enjoy that movie i agree <laughs> i 100 the soundtrack is great like this the yeah. audio in that movie is brilliant but i just i wasn't into the concept or anything like that like an std ghost okay that could have been an awesome cheesy movie it's called night of something strange is that yeah, is that a, yeah that's a real movie that is awesome. i'm gonna watch that movie cool the, uh, there, you go. <laughs> there you go the uh you get some good recommendations every every once in a while the um uh, hang on one second. yeah so you said you you grew up loving like heavy metal, deathcore, and all that. Have you ever considered doing like a heavy metal like song or just like a heavy metal horror theme song based off one of the movies that you watch? Well, I actually work with a guy who was in a band called Slumlord, who are like brutal, like beatdown music. So I'm probably gonna be working with him on something really heavy soon. Like I really want to do. I've always wanted to hear like a brutal rap track, but with like gutturals in the hook or something, or like pig squealing and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I would yeah, have just be... like obnoxiously heavy rap. The uh, I'd be I'd be definitely down for that. You caught my attention. The uh, yeah, you definitely caught my attention. I I I have a lineage. Uh, like I'm very I can listen to everything from you know from Fifty Cent all the way down to Metallica, Pantera, um, uh, you know, uh, the Frank Sinatra, the Backstreet Boys. The list goes on of how how diverse my musical tastes are. It's kind of kind of a strange little little thing. So yeah, it'd be cool to see you mix genres. Um, that's why I always love to see genre mixing. I got him really into uh, um, the uh, uh, body count. The uh, oh yeah, the uh, the um, and 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 I find it hilarious that he's like you know the mass like very not very with rap but very much with metal and I'm like one of my favorite metal bands is by a guy who who is a notorious rapper which is great. Yeah, an actor. An actor. Yep, he's made quote unquote. The, uh, he plays himself on Law and Order. Um, yeah, the same dude for like twenty five years. It's been ridiculous. Yeah, no. After I heard his cover of Rain and Blood, I'm just like, and you have my attention. Yeah, yeah. and he did, did an awesome cover of uh, of one of I think it was Ace of Spades. Um, yeah, it was Motorhead's Ace of Spades. Um, he really really loved Lummy, and he wanted to give a tribute to him. The um, uh, yeah, he has a lot of really good tracks. He yeah. does. Um, it I would be cool to do like an odd time signature rap to like a Meshuggah song <laughs> that would be fantastic um uh, yeah that, that would be fantastic the um uh, yeah there's a there's a lot of cool things that you can really cover it's it's kind of the sky's the limit man the um uh, you could really you could really take it really really far i'm very interested to see um uh, you know how how everything goes so um uh, i think um I, I i can do uh the question on the podcast and let you know if you uh, have any other final questions no i'm good Go cool 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 so usually what we do is we, we kind of wrap it up with, I do a question of the podcast. Um, we haven't done one in a while. Yeah. So I, I think, um, uh, you know, I think what's, um, 
it's a really good idea. So um, I got to say this disclaimer for you. Um, obviously, I don't think you would pick it, but um, besides yourself, uh, what is one of your favorite uh, Halloween uh, or horror-themed songs slash bands um, that you really enjoy listening to? Um, I, the um, uh, you know, I I I've, I always try to make a pretty mean Halloween playlist, and I'll still listen to it like throughout the year. So I'm very curious on like what what some of your favorite um, uh, Halloween uh, or horror tracks and or artists that are out there. Um, I know this might be a little bit harder for Brandon, so we'll let him go last. I'm probably the most musically challenged person you'll ever meet. <laughs> the, no yeah. worries at all. The, yeah. Um, I mean, like Brother Lin Chong for me is up there. He doesn't like specifically rap about horror movies, but I mean, like it's horror core, so there's the references in there. Uh, I'm a big fan of like G Moski. He's like another one of those just dark, brutal rappers. Um, Three Six Mafia. Of course, the, yeah. The um, the story about them uh, in their getting their Oscar and literally bringing it everywhere is hilarious. The, That's uh, awesome. The uh, they, <laughs> the um, it's it's so fun. like they brought that like ever like one of the guys tried to hang it like as a chain. The, I'm I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the, That's like, a heavy chair. They're like you know like and I'm like oh that's amazing because it really is hard out here for a pimp. The uh it's it's the it's rough. The uh, but yeah that's that is amazing. Anyway, any any other any other artists or songs that you really dig that are Halloween horror uh, influenced or um directly about that? Uh yeah, I can't even really think of anything right now directly. Just because, like, I don't, I don't really focus on that when I do listen to music. Like, if I do put on music, it's I'll just look up like deathcore playlist on Spotify or whatever, and just jam out to some fucking brutal gutturals and shit. But oh, uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, I mean, the Merkins, those guys are killing it. Oh, absolutely. The um, I remember I showed I I, I think uh, I showed Zach um uh, that that video. We just we died laughing the entire fucking half a block we walked. We were just dying. People thought we were yeah. like watching watching that video and laughing hysterically. Ice Nine Kills are uh, are killing it too, man. They do kind of what I do almost. Oh, but really? Like but like metalcore. Okay, all right. So they're doing the other half the other half of the coin. Yeah, that's that's yeah. awesome. It would be crazy to get a feature from them. But oh. they're they're famous and I'm not so. <laughs> it, 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 it's coming. Don't don't worry about we'll it. See, we'll see. We'll see. Man, it's you are 2021. The exactly, man. You're on. You're on your way. We're just lucky to get you while you were small. The uh, so we can get you on the interview. Yeah, a couple more years, you'll be like, yeah, eh, yeah you know, I'm, yeah, I'm fuck them. I'm, a couple I'm, more years, I'll be flying down there. Check out yeah, that movie collection. We'll take it. We would love to have you in the in in the little studio. We're we're actually in the process. I'm actually building an actual legitimate. Um, uh, podcasting studio with the whole nine, you know, the you know switchers and different cameras. So you know, yeah, we'd love, we would absolutely love to have you come down. And then uh, you know, and then what we do in the normal podcast is we do a genre of horror um, or a topic of horror, and then we just go around and kind of bullshit about it for an hour, an hour and a half. The um, so we would love to have you back on. The um, that'd be fantastic. So Zach, the uh, what are some uh, uh, horror or um, Halloween themed songs that you really dig? Well, the biggest one I listen to all the goddamn time is Slayer. The uh, I'm a fucking Slayer fanatic. Um, other than that, oh, fuck, what the hell? I know, it's a tough question, right? Yeah, no, when you're put on the spot, it sucks because it's just like, oh, yeah, I have, oh, and fuck. 
the um, I, I always I was every once in a while I get them. The um, there's been a few few questions that I've 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 been able to give some profound thought uh, behind people. Um, you know, when it comes to like, I, I also listen to a lot of horror tracks, like from movies. Like I'll listen to the soundtrack from Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street all the time. Um, fucking Hellraiser, like the Hellraiser theme from the first two movies specifically. Uh, I have and, those on vinyl. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Like that's yeah. Like I, I mainly do it when I'm at work or when I'm writing and shit like that. But yeah. Um, yeah. That's really my answer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Brandon. Uh, I listen to a lot of Alice Cooper. Oh, the Godfather. Of yeah. Why the fuck? Oh man. There's going to be a lot of that, bro. The, uh... I'm, I'm thinking of all three of you for not thinking of it first. Yeah, exactly. Most musically challenged person on the planet. Oh, Again, wow. when you're put on the spot, it's like, fuck. And I, I like I'm like, who does horror sought music? sought out the 1979 Marvel comic book that he started. Really? Yeah. yeah. You have it? I do. That's awesome. Your original printing. The, uh, the uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> that was back when he was drinking. Um, uh, he did a lot of wild decisions back when he was drinking. The, uh, this might have been right after that. Was it okay? Yeah, because he because he got sober very early, yeah, on, much earlier than everybody else did. The because uh, he's like, I'm gonna die if I keep drinking. Like I, I the right decision. I'm not too familiar with the timeline of his life, but I know the two CDs of his that I have were like the two albums that he refuses to perform live because he legitimately doesn't remember writing the songs in those albums. But I can't remember if those albums were mid '70s or mid '80s, off the top of my head. I think I think he I think he stopped drinking in the late '70s, early '80s. The um, so I'd be very curious. I have a lot. I I'm a big you know like I said I'm a big music uh, music nut. So the um, uh, I'm I'm just curious about that. 1977. Holy shit. The uh, that's when he got sober in 1977. So he was really early on. Yep, '77. The uh, so. Um, uh, so obviously, yeah, Alice Cooper's huge, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, Slayer. Um, the, the um, I love uh, I love the uh, the Will Smith track, uh, Nightmare on My Street. Um, oh, all- hell yeah, with Jazzy Jeff, yeah, with Jazzy Jeff, love, love it. And actually, I played, I and Zach's like the biggest like Fresh Prince fan, um, television show. And um, uh, Plus, I'm seeing 77, but I'm also seeing 1982. You might have a relapse. Um, the uh, uh, but and actually, I played that for him, and we were in a bar, and it was around Halloween. And he's he's like he's like, how have I never heard this? I love I love I love Nightmare on Elm Street, and I love Fresh Prince. I've never heard this song before. I love it when the Freddy voice comes in. <laughs> it's oh. just so corny and awesome. Oh, it's amazing. You know, I got the mind, and you got the body, and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do, you and me. Oh my, that's dope. Yeah. Oh man, it was it's fantastic. Yeah, and then of course uh, Slayer. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, that was, that was it. I mean, I think that's a pretty good cow. Oh, and then of course the misfits. Um, I'm a huge, right. They have a pumpkin head song, right? I think so. I believe so. I believe so. They do. It's Halloween punk. I mean, you know, it's the, the, um, I'm of course I've actually, and I saw them live too. They're fantastic. Um, I didn't see it with Danzig, um, who Danzig has a a bunch of great tracks on his own. Um, uh, the, uh, it doesn't make so much good movies. Um, uh, we just saw one recently. It was, God awful. The uh, you ever seen Veronica? No, I <laughs> don't. The um, okay. uh, patience of a saint. The unless you have the patience of a saint. Yep. Um, uh, one girl has eyeballs on her nipples. 
Um, well, here's the thing. Okay. Without context, that sounds hilariously awesome. But the problem is, it's after that, it's boring as shit. Yeah, yeah like I'm, I'm picturing Tokyo Gore Police, but I don't think that's what yeah, I'm going to no, get. No, 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 Whatever you're picturing is probably a lot better than what the movie actually is. It's a lot of just nothing happening. Yeah, the um uh, when I when I saw them it was Jerry only um uh, up in front and, and they were fantastic. The um it was right and it was like a weekend before Halloween, so it was fucking perfect uh to see them. So it was yeah, it was fantastic. I'm a massive fan of, of all that different types of music and it's cool. It's cool to, you know, um it's cool to be eclectic um uh, and to like different kinds of music so I can talk to everybody. And and the funny thing is, you know, the um and the last thing I'll say about that is it's it's kind of cool to be have knowledge about the the rap community and then have knowledge about the metal community because there's a lot of fucking similarities between the two and i've seen oh, yeah. the, same, the same fights um about who's the most important and who's this yeah. and who's that who's and the I'm hardest it's like the two extremes of of music yeah. and yeah you're right there's so many similarities in like the vibe of the music but they just my metalhead friends don't get along with my rapper friends and vice versa. Yeah, and, and, and that's it. Well, maybe because they're too similar. That happens too. You know, you know they're probably you, just, it, it's because like in the rap community, especially a, a lot of people are like hard headed. Right. And oh, of course. The, yeah. Uh, the very opinionated and everything. I mean, like I, I saw a big 20, attitudes, big attitude. I saw a 20 minute argument about who's the most influential person in, um, and rap, you know, and then, you know, and I saw a bunch, like five people gang up on this one kid who was like, Little Wayne's the most legendary. And then everyone destroyed him. Um, I, I mean, to that kid, he is, though. So it's I like, mean, it's true. You know, it's, it's very personal, you know, about what that is. But I, I was just sitting out there laughing at my one buddy, Mike, who I was working with. He's like, he's like, dude, why are you laughing? I was like, I'm a fan of metal and rap. And you it's this the same fucking argument. They, it's yeah. literally the same argument. It's just about just the names have changed, but it's the same intensity. It's the same. It's the same dynamics. It's the same. You know, one person always says something that's ridiculous that the rest of the group says, "Get the fuck out of here." Then there's another solid argument. Go. It's the same shit. It's literally the same thing. It's the same yeah. family family argument that I laugh hysterically about. But there's those guys that are like, "Tupac's the greatest." Anybody who disagrees with me is a fucking idiot. And then there's those guys who are like, if you don't listen to DSI, you're a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Then it's Biggie. Then it's Dre. Then it's Eminem. And the argument goes goes on forever and ever. And um, uh, and then, it, it, oh, God, it, it, it can go on forever and ever. But that being said, I think this is a, um, a perfect time to, to close it out. Um, I, the um, Thank you very much, man. I'm so glad that we were able to finally get this uh, get this done and, and going. The um, uh, I know it was uh, a lot of scheduling back and forth. I know you had work, but I, I do appreciate you coming on, man, um, and chatting with us, um, and talking about you know all the amazing things you got coming up. The um, so uh, uh, thank you very much once again for being here. Uh, from my understanding, you've been talking with Mark a very long time over Slasher. Um, speaking of Slasher, uh, all you listeners out there can follow us on our social media at Midwest Horror Network on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Slasher. And of course, if you are watching this on YouTube, go ahead and, and give that uh, like button a stab and that subscribe button a smash and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content on the Midwest Horror Network channel. Thank you so much. And thank you to our guest, uh, Poltergeist OD. Where can our audience find you and find all of your amazing stuff? Uh, obscene divisions a little easier to find. Quick search and you'll find us. But uh, Poltergeist is tricky because there's the movies and 
Plus, I think there's a metal band called Poltergeist. Anyway, if you look up Poltergeist OD, you'll find me. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Poltergeist underscore OD. Same as uh, same on Slasher. Uh, I'm on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play. What else? Deezer. Uh, anywhere where you can stream, I'm there. <laughs> we'll be sure to leave links below in the description. It, absolutely. So... Thank you so much, man, for everything. Thank you so much, uh, everybody, for watching. And, uh, and we'll all see you next time on the Nine Guys Podcast.